What's up, future changemakers? You're listening to Impact India, a podcast that deep dives into the epic stories of social entrepreneurs and social innovation in India. Impact India is sponsored by CauseArtist, your go-to social impact lifestyle online platform for all things social goodness around the world. And I'm your host, Jasmine Rain, social entrepreneur and director of content at CauseArtist. You can connect with me on Instagram at Jasmine Rain. All right, no stopping us now, full speed ahead. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Impact India. I am so excited because I am in Chandigarh itself at the moment, and I get to interview an incredible influencer for sustainable living here in Chandigarh, um, which is Anya Gupta. So Anya is a sustainable and conscious lifestyle advocate. Uh, Eight years ago, her and her family shifted from the city to their farm to really study and create micro-ecosystems. And life on the oral farm, it sounds absolutely beautiful and is exactly where all of us would want to be during the pandemic because their days are just filled with organic farming and soaking up the goodness of nature. Um, Anya's homegrown venture, which is Aura Life, is a quest to bring concepts of low waste and sustainable living to her city of Chandigarh. And in her spare time, of course, she's using her powerful voice on social media to share tips on conscious consumption with a focus on fashion and lifestyle. And you will absolutely love her photos. Anya, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. And of course, I want to start off, you know, how did your conscious living journey get started, uh, especially in a small city like Chandigarh? Um, although, you know, you're, you're surrounded by farming and agriculture, you know, wh- where did your journey really start? Um, okay. So I think um, just to give a little bit of background, I think it's worth mentioning that, uh, like you said, we moved away from city life about eight years ago. And uh, I think it started out with the simple fact that we lost access to a lot of things that people have access to in the city. So whether it's um, shops that we have nearby or just like, you know, having access to a mall or um, just uh, even having access to the fact that somebody can come and deliver something to your house. When we made the move, suddenly all of that just went away so um, I think making this shift was definitely a starting point eight years back um, because we lost access to a lot of those things and every time we had to make a trip to the city to figure out okay we need to go stock up on um, groceries or essentials we had to really think about what we needed as against what we wanted um, another point of concern was that when we shifted here waste management became um, central to um, how we were living our lives suddenly and overnight there was nobody to pick up after our trash we had uh, no municipal or admin who would come here and empty our dustbins or do any sort of waste segregation so we had to kind of take that into our own hands and you know um, suddenly we were accountable for the trash that we were producing so moving away was um, definitely the starting point of me starting my journey um, in this um, sustainability space and just living the low life, um, low waste life. Um, I think what really um, hit me hard and when when was the time that I decided to pick this niche and um, dive into it a little deeper and even um, talk about it to whatever little uh, community I had built 
on Instagram was um, when I unfortunately lost my father last year uh, in the beginning of 2019. Um, and it kind of made me question every single thing that I was doing in life. So whether it was the food I was eating or whether it was the clothes I was shopping for or it was the content that I was putting out for my audience to consume or um, the thoughts I was thinking I just um, you know it just took me through a journey where there was a lot of introspection and um, analysis of my own patterns of my own thoughts and I, I soon figured out that um, maybe I'm not on the right path when it comes to this, when it comes to taking into account my surroundings, what kind of consequences my personal consumption would have. And um, I think that's when I kind of decided that I, I should, um, I wanted to talk about this and I wanted to make some real changes and I wanted, um, you know, our surroundings to come to life when, uh, with respect to living a low waste life where uh, our impact as human beings on the nature and on our surroundings was uh, as close to zero. So um, I think that's what kind of swung me into the other orbit of um, really taking taking a good look at all of this and kind of picking it as something that I really wanted to um, spend my energy on. That's really beautiful. And um, I'm sorry to hear about the passing of your father. Uh, and, but I see a, I see a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A connection in regards to these very personal events seem to have to happen in, you know, someone's life for us to really start making these shifts. You know, it's so easy for us to get absorbed in the convenience of this like fast paced city life. And, you know, the fact that like, we don't need to make these massive grocery lists, like to just go out and run and grab something, or, you know, we, we don't need to worry yeah. about the next step of where our waste is going until you really take yourself out and you have to start critically thinking like, okay, like, I need to, like, I am responsible for, for every part of everything that I produce in this world. And I think that's really, yeah. really powerful. Um, and um, I think, you know, where did you kind of see your, uh, I, it's interesting that you mentioned, like, you know, you started to question even the content you were putting out. How did that really shift, um, like, you know, let's say uh, 2018 to now? Like, what have you really seen has been one of the biggest shifts in the content that you're uh, providing to your audience? Um, okay, so to be honest, um, because I lived on a farm and because I um, think it's a very, very beautifully designed space, I think how the whole Instagram journey started was just me, um, you know, like a lot of other girls who want to look good and, you know, get themselves clicked and uh, upload things on Instagram, you know, like um, showcase a really lovely life that they're living. I was one of them, definitely. And uh, that's how the whole Instagram story started because I was very fond of being clicked. I was fond of following trends. I was fond of shopping and uh, kind of mixed all of that and um, produced this content for um, people and uh, like I said when when that incident in my life happened and it kind of got me thinking around all these things um, what I figured was and I asked myself that is my content adding any value to um, people who follow me because um, and because I think that realization came because it was vice versa. I used to spend a lot of time on Instagram and uh, when I consumed other people's content, I kind of asked myself that what kind of value is this adding to me and my life? Um, and um, 
you know is it is it just having any sort of positive impact on me and uh, which is when i started thinking about um, the content that i used to put out and i soon figured out that you know um, if i'm just going to go to my roof and get some really nice shots of the sky and uh, pair it with captions that make absolutely no sense um it was it was doing very little for me and uh, it was doing even um even lesser for the people who were consuming it so um when when all of these thoughts kind of came together i thought how can i utilize all my assets um which would be my current following on instagram the fact that i've always always been passionate about saving the planet and the fact that um i can still embrace my um um desire for uh, looking good for feeling good while supporting small businesses who are doing some great things in india and i kind of took those three four elements put them together and figured that okay maybe this is what i want to do i want to start um shifting the content that i create i want to start talking about more meaningful things um while still looking good uh, making my images and content look good um and while still adding more value to my audience than i earlier used to That's really powerful and thank you for being so vulnerable about that journey because I I think uh I feel like we've all kind of been there. It's like you know there's this image of what social media is kind of used for especially like as a woman and uh you know especially as a beautiful woman, you know? Like uh like I absolutely love the content that you're putting out and I love the images that you take uh, especially like the one that you did with um Sui actually I I also did a promotion with them and I love the photos that you took and they're beautiful and classy but they also showcase this message that like you can you know uh be that person that you know that persona that you'd like to be on social media while still supporting goodness and and conscious um, yes, exactly. choices yeah. and I think that's really really powerful so thank you for sharing that uh because I definitely think social media can be a black hole that sucks us yeah. into yeah exactly you know, yeah we we feel like we need to come across as a, a as a persona really and, and I think I also started channel channelizing my, um, the values that my father left me with honestly mm. I think that um you know when people are around whatever things they say to you whatever they whatever kind of um, principles and values they add to your life it's strange because they become stronger once the person leaves um mm-hmm. you know uh, and this doesn't mean that they have to pass away it could be a friend that you're no longer friends with or it could be um a partner that you're no longer partners with but i just feel like uh, one of the things my dad always said that was that you know your true value um is when all the money in the world is uh, gone when your materials are taken away when your house is taken away or when your assets are taken away uh, whatever you're left with that's what your true value is and um, it kind of hit me because i also thought that i i don't want to be just a pretty face you know um i want to be a little more than that and i and i want um whatever value i add to people to take precedence over um just aesthetic appearances so mm-hmm. that's definitely something that played a big role in the shift ah that's really beautiful thank you for sharing that and i think that goes you know a- along quite well with you know moving into talking more about aura life like you're really uh, i really connect with your goal of aura life like cultivating community on the basis of shared values specifically sustainable values is so so crucial for empowering others to to make and continue making better choices for people on the planet and you know and it's also about making that information and and making those choices accessible and and you know 
being inclusive and how you, you know, include people in uh, learning and sharing experiences so that people don't feel guilty or, you know, left out in, you know, trying to start that journey. Um, And I'd love for you to kind of just go talk a little bit more about, you know, uh, what Aura Life is so that our audience can really understand what you're trying to uh, to build there and, you know, uh, what that's looked like, I guess, up until this crazy COVID situation. And then we can maybe talk a little <laughs> bit more about, you know, what your next steps will look like. Okay. So to give everybody um, some more background, uh, the farm I live on, the property uh, we live on as a family is called Aura. Now, a whole bunch of things go inside Aura and uh, I'm going to give a brief insight into all of them because they all tie into each other. So I think the first venture we started within Aura was something that my mom started. Her name is Anuja Lat, and she started a venture called Aura Pottery. This is a pottery studio uh, where we offer workshops and we also offer long stay pottery retreats. It's amazing because um, there are times that we as a family don't get to travel, but there are people who come to us from all over the world to stay with us, to learn pottery with us and um, just have some solid cultural exchange during their time here. The second Aura venture that we started was actually something that uh, was started by my dad um, towards the end of 2018, just a couple of months before he passed. And uh, this was called Aura OKG. It is called Aura OKG and it stands for Aura Organic Kitchen Garden. And uh, what he wanted to do with this venture was to actually uh, make organic vegetables more accessible to the families of Chandigarh. So um, we know that uh, trends of farmer's market and Sunday markets are picking up and he wanted to kind of add more value to that. The only thing that was unique in his model was that he would home deliver fresh organic vegetables to people. And this was based on a subscription model. Um, And our newest venture um, is called Aura Life. And it was started uh, mid-2019. And this is kind of, again, a family-run initiative and something that uh, I am now spearheading. And it's kind of in line with our values, um, in line with my values as a person. And this is to bring concepts of low-waste living and sustainability to my city, Chandigarh. Um, Chandigarh is a beautiful city. I think it's... um, it's uh, way more inclusive of nature. People here have a lot of respect for their surroundings. Um, we may be headed towards becoming a metro because uh, I think every, every city has that <laughs> marked out in its future. But I think uh, as a city, you know, even if, it, um, if you take into account things like air quality index or traffic or pollution, things like that. I think uh, with those parameters in mind, we're better off as a city. And uh, as people, I think we have a little more, um, we want to be more inclusive of our surroundings and which is why I thought it's a great idea to connect with people who um, also want to live that kind of life, also want to head towards head down the road of sustainability and low waste living. And um, that's why I thought of Aura Life and uh, the fact that we can do these things, can spread more awareness, more information through workshops, through events, through um, conferences. And uh, even though it's a very, very new venture, we've only had two events. Uh, One of them was a closed invite event to commemorate my dad's birthday in November. It was called the Aura Winter Day. And um, the crux of that event was to bring together 12 to 15 um, homegrown handmade brands that would showcase things that they made in small batches and made with love and have people share those values and those experiences. Um, 
what in turn we also did was to support and empower these small businesses that were also trying to spread uh, various different messages um, on their own behalf. And uh, another event that we did recently in this year um, in Feb was a thrifting event. And I think it was the first of its kind in Chandigarh. Um, what it what it entailed was to have um, people come over at Aura, um, display things that they owned, pre-loved items, whether it's books or clothes or shoes or jewelry or just any sort of accessory, um, simply to put across that message of living in a more circular economy, to pass things on and not trash them, um, you know, embracing the concept of thrifting, that something that you may own and may be in great condition can be passed on. Uh, and it may hold more value to somebody else. So we do want to do more of these workshops. Uh, of course, once lockdown is over, I would love to do workshops on things like making your own kombucha. Again, something that is trendy, but so, so easy to make at home yourself. Um, concepts like composting. Um, things that, uh, I mean, composting really reduces the amount of trash that you uh, can produce as a family, uh, simply because everybody eats, everybody produces organic waste. And just uh, spreading that awareness on how you can make it more circular, you know, just that embracing the concept of what comes out of earth must go back into earth and um, a, a lot more ideas like that. So what we plan to do through Aura Life is just to do a lot of um, exchange of values, a lot of embracing of values and uh, just just exchanging a lot of ideas on what um, our future should look like. And I think that's why Aura Pottery and Aura OKG and Aura Life merge in so um, beautifully because um, each of these ventures have um, have something different to bring to the table. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. I love that you kind of just continue to build on this foundation of, you know, what the farm means to you and your family and continuing to provide uh, community values through that. That's really, really beautiful. And I'm curious, so, you know, you've had these two events and uh, I'm like so bummed that I missed your February event because that's actually when I first heard about um, Aura Life. A friend of mine was like, you should go to this. This sounds like this would be good for you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. But unfortunately, I wasn't in Chandigarh at the time. Um, but uh, I'm curious. So like, you know, now that, you know, in-person events isn't isn't really an option, you know, how are you engaging your community to continue kind of, you know, uh, connecting with with the with the goal of Aura Life. So how are you cultivating that community online? Is there any campaigns that you're running or any activities that you found have been uh, really uh, engaging for your community? Mm, so I think that um, being in this pandemic um, is in itself something that promotes my goal of, um, you know, um, treating our future with care um, it's going to need some habitual changes some behavioral changes a lot of people are taking this time to analyze their self-consumption patterns uh, things they need things they do not need nobody has been able to take out their cars for longer than they should be nobody is getting to shop for things that they don't um, want uh, nobody is uh, people are kind of being forced to live this low waste life already and people are starting to realize that hey I am still surviving you know 
the fact that I uh, leave my house in the morning just for about half an hour or one hour, do all my grocery shopping, uh, come back um, and uh, go on with my day, whether it's working from home or, or doing whatever they do. I feel like um, the pandemic kind of furthers my goal because people are starting to realize that, okay, if we want to avoid some things like this in the future, we're going to have to change our ways. So um, we're not running any sort of campaigns or um, any sort of um, activity online through oral life. However, um, I think uh, on my personal page, I do have a lot of engagement going on with audiences. I've been able to support a lot of small businesses by sharing my low waste life. The fact that we grow our own food is very inspiring to people. The fact that prices have suddenly shot up and tomatoes are more expensive than they used to be. While people are also seeing that, whoa, here's a family that's being able to grow their own food and with ease. Um, I think it's all starting to come together and... Uh, while the pandemic is um, has been destroying um, lots of things all over the globe, I think it's also sort of uniting people with um, the same values of how we have not been acting the way we should be with respect to our environment and surroundings, and that some serious um, some serious consumption changes are um, in need. So. I think what I, I think we're not really like uh, pitching anything right now or trying to like uh, you know talk about any events or we're not we're not even planning those things. But what we do know as um, the Aura team and people who run this space is that once this is over, we want to open up this space and we want to tell people that it is possible. It is possible to live a life that is low waste, a life that is um, self-sufficient. Um, a life that is, um, you know, just more uh, connected with nature and with earth and is more circular and inclusive. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say we're doing um, structured campaigning or marketing, but I just feel like uh, our messaging is subtle, but it is uh, very much in line with, you know, global ideas at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I feel like just existing, <laughs> just you existing yeah. is helping people yeah, understand yeah. like, yeah, and just where, being slow, you know, like absolutely. everybody's living the slow life right now. And absolutely. it's it's doing some great things for the earth. I mean, ozone layers have um, been rebuilt and pollution is lower than ever. Um, you know, the oil industry is uh, as much as it it's, it's like it hurts the economy, but it, it's helping, you know, um, the fact that people are staying home is giving the planet a chance to breathe and in turn people a chance to breathe. That's that's the, the second part is what people miss out on that. Fine. It's a great time for the earth. But what you don't realize is that when earth heals, you heal, too. So Absolutely. it's very important to close the loop. That's a very beautiful quote. I love that. Um, I think I, I think that definitely just you saying that also gives me a little bit more hope for the future because uh, sometimes I feel like I definitely get stuck in thinking like, okay, like this is happening right now and things are okay and people are, you know, people are remembering to reconnect with their family and their community and they're understanding the value of human connection and why we need to nurture ourselves and our planet and we don't need to, you know, we 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 don't need to make life so convenient. You know, we can go for the walk, go get the groceries that we need, come back, like yes. slow down our days, enjoy making meals again, enjoy spending time with family, reading, like nurturing our, our, our body, mind, and soul. But I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what do you think we might need to do 
to ensure that this continues even after we go into our new normal? You know, how do we ensure that this this stays true and, and, and everyone really hones in on this experience and learns from it so that they come out into our new normal? In I'm doing air quotations, new normal. Um, <laughs> you know, so that they come out of the pandemic feeling like they actually learned something and can apply it to their lifestyle moving forward. Well, I don't know if there's like one way of just putting that idea out. I think everybody, um, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like while I'm in this journey, I still feel like I learn every day. You know, my ideas mm -hmm. change every day. Uh, mm -hmm. My thoughts change every day. So I feel like um, I, I don't know if there's one particular way to just like put out this information and tell people that, hey, you've got to start valuing these things. But I think it's through these uh, experiences, through these um, calamities even, that we slowly begin to realize that um, the true things that matter are uh, relationships and time and uh, the time that you take out to think about things and the time that you take out to make changes um, for the better. And I think what's really, um, you know, something that's really helped in understanding and realizing the value of making those changes is actually um, getting to experience the rewards of it, getting to experience the results of it. So um, when people stop stepping out of their homes or when people, uh, when the world is on lockdown and air pollution, for example, goes down, there is a certain bunch of people who value that because um, when things were normal, these are the same people that would complain that, oh, I can't breathe. But um, now that you've kind of... Um, realize that um you know all this while you may have been a small part of the problem um a lot of people may come out of this just thinking that okay uh, maybe i needed this experience to understand that uh, maybe i was doing something wrong or maybe i could be doing something better so uh, again i don't i don't know if there's one uh, one way to say this but i think everybody just uh, learns on their own pace learns through their own experiences but it definitely helps when you're able to experience and uh, taste the rewards of things that you've done. Absolutely. And I'm curious, you know, how do you, um, are, do you already have something kind of in, in the plans for how you might be like pivoting or restructuring your events to make sure that, you know, people aren't fearful of coming out to events, I guess, you know, like, uh, I think, you know, we're looking at, you know, possibly almost like a year to a year and a half of, of major events being canceled, like concerts, gigs, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of stigma around being in, you know, small to large crowds. Um, you know, I'm, 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 scheduling a, uh, an interview with a good friend of mine, Hamanchu, to talk about like transportation, like that's going to be really, you know, not everyone has the luxury of, of just being able to like hop on a scooty or hop in the car, you know, taking buses and trains everywhere. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, a lot of them rely on public transport. Yeah. It's going to be, it, it's going to be scary for a lot of people because how do we ever, how do we know when, you know, the next spike of the pandemic is coming? Because that being said, I mean, right. I hate to, I hate to scare people on the podcast, but yeah. of course, you know, you know, we're, we're, it, yeah, we're a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, is there anything that you've thought of how you could pivot um, to just, you know, help with, you know, making uh, your community more accessible in terms of like, you know, doing virtual uh, events or, you know, activities that people can do at home that, you know, can still continue to nurture the community that you're trying to build while helping people really try to make a difference in their lifestyle? 
Yeah, so I think um, you know your activity online and things you do online and the communication, um, virtual communication plays a big, big role in it. Um, something that I haven't been doing through Aura Life, but have been doing through my own account, is uh, you know a lot of DIYs and just telling people that there are so many things that you can make. Like as a family right now, we're um, addressing this one department of home cleaners because if, if if you get down to it, there's so much that comes into your house. Um, packaged in plastic oh, whether sure. it's a hand wash or a or a flow cleaner or a toilet cleaner or like the list goes on and uh, what we are trying to do right now is just find um, eco alternatives to all of that so we we've been able to use this downtime to actually eliminate all of those products from our um, our home and our kitchen and our bathrooms and switch to something that we make ourselves something that is way more personal way more effective um, way more rewarding in terms of the fact that it so suddenly becomes circular and you're producing no more trash so something i've been doing is sharing these uh, diy's and sharing these recipes and techniques and sustainable hacks with my community online um with regard to the events um i think it's worth mentioning that um because this is also our residential property and it is at the end of the day home for us we've always um been of the idea that all the events that we do here should not be massive so even the events um that we plan to do here in the future of course that's still a big number um for a uh, for a gathering in the post pandemic era um but all our events are going to be a, a minimum of uh, maybe 150 people to a maximum of 300 but uh, something that i think um I want to pay more attention to once the uh, pandemic is over is having something called open days uh, which means that every day is an open day at Aura and you can come in um, of course as somebody who's organizing this I have the freedom to put a cap on the number of people who can book a session um, per day and come in so that's up to me um, you know if the if the situation starts to get better I can control that number right now what I'm thinking is that uh, once this is over uh, a, a maximum of 3 people can come in a day and uh, that is a safe number for both uh, my family and people who are going to be visiting us from the outside because it doesn't kind of give you the idea that okay it's like a gathering and um, it it just sounds and is safer and um what something that's in line with that is the fact that um when you have a smaller gathering when you have a more intimate um uh, gathering or intimate session then uh, the ideas and values that you exchange are uh, are deeper and i just feel like it it has more of an impact it's more efficient uh, whatever you're trying to do when it's done on a smaller scale than when it's done on a larger scale So open days is something I really look forward to once the pandemic era is over and uh, with respect to people coming into Aura I plan to keep a tight check on um, the number of people who can come in on a single day. Oh that's so beautiful. I hope I can be the first person to come in on an open day because that sounds <laughs> yeah. that sounds so beautiful. And I th- you you hit on two very powerful things there is one absolutely putting your family first. absolutely is so important like if you're opening your home to community to the community to come and and learn and connect and uh, of course like putting your family first is really important and i feel like i feel like sometimes we forget that we have to like really consider our intimate like community the ones that we're interacting with all the time our family yeah. and making yeah. sure that they're not put at risk and then on on top of that this idea of you know building uh you know having smaller get togethers is 
I agree 100% is definitely more powerful from actually connecting on a deeper level so that we're actually, you know, we're, we're not just talking about the surface level things around like conscious living and farming, you know, no small talk. It's that's where those really beautiful yeah. conversations come in and you start to dive deep into some of the challenges and really start to cultivate solutions that work for in, like on yes. an individual level, because, you know, again, a conscious living is a very personal journey for every single person because you know we all um, have different um, we all have different uh, home environments and you know sometimes things are not as accessible in terms of you know location wise or financially or maybe we're dealing with you know having um, like older generations in our in our households <laughs> where like our parents or grandparents are you know having are, are a little bit more challenged by this idea of needing to shift their lifestyle because they're so used to you know living a certain way so we definitely need to think about okay how do we bring smaller communities together and dive deeper so going deeper instead of wide uh, in these topics right. so that we can make sure that we're really uh, implementing um, op- op- opportunities and solutions to some of these challenges um, so that they really work for us on an individual level. And I think that's really, really powerful that you, that you, that you mentioned that. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. This has been such a beautiful chat. Thank you so much. I feel like, I actually feel like lighter after, uh, just like, just, <laughs> just cause it, it, this is such a beautiful topic. And I think one thing that like, I hate to like really shift it at the end of our chat, but you know, conscious living has also been, oh, this very trendy topic that, you know, for for so long there's been a real true community that's been trying to dive deeper and and really kind of cultivate this community and 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 build solutions that are going to work and are going that are actually sustainable solutions that will actually work long term however there's also you know people who've tried to nudge their way into the conscious community although we're always opening are always open and accepting them and welcoming them with open arms you know because it's become more of this trendy uh topic you know people are trying to nudge in and brands are nudging in and they're like, okay, we want to be on this train as well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. how do we, how, or how do you feel you've been able to kind of combat that in, you know, ensuring that your community is, you know, maybe has kind of like a takeaway piece or like an accountability piece after the engagement in an event, or how might you be trying to like kind of break that, that issue through your events and through what you're doing with oral life? Um, I think that brings, uh, when it comes to physical events, uh, I think it brings it back to the point of uh, the fact that our events are always more intimate, always smaller. Um, even when we pick the brands that we want to showcase here, there's a, um, a a big chat that goes on, you know, before we get them on. We want to understand what their soul is. We want to understand what their story is. And of course, uh, you know, if those ideas don't match and if values don't match, then um, it doesn't always work out. However, um, the fact that things have always been very exclusive here um, gives people the opportunity to walk up to a person and ask them anything that they wanted to ask them, which is something that you cannot do with, you know, all all of these bigger players that are trying to come into this market. Um, The simple fact that uh, I cannot stand uh, face to face with you and ask you something about... um, how is this made or what kind of process did you use or what kind of materials did you use or the very uh, important and um, popular question of asking who made my clothes or what's in my clothes. Um, The fact that I cannot do that with uh, larger corporations that are, uh, you know, multi-million dollar giants um, as against the fact that I can do it with uh, smaller businesses that I share personal values with. So I feel like um, being able to question people, being able to talk to people is uh, people or brands or businesses is key to the whole thing. Um, 
if you are trying to support a local business a local artisan um they would be open to you coming down to their studio coming down to their workshop and uh, witnessing the entire process from start to finish um a brand like you said that is just trying to nudge its way through get on the bandwagon um greenwash um is the term for it um they cannot give you those things they cannot show you those things and so as as a as a consumer that's trying to make the conscious shift and is conscious uh, and curious about these things i think one is able to identify um authenticity versus um you know somebody who's just trying to get on the trend so i i think when you, when you open up your story when you open up your uh, processes when you become more transparent about things and you tell people that okay we invite you to come ask us and question us and hold us accountable for things that we do i think it's a very clear distinction because consumers can very well tell that okay here's somebody who can uh, who's inviting me to ask all those questions as against somebody who's almost trying to hide all those things so i think that's that's a power that uh, as consumers we must exploit i would say we we must ask we must be curious about things that we own things we consume things that we buy things that come, make their way into our homes absolutely transparency is just massive and again like going back to this idea like you are really like your biggest mission here is really just like building community and i think the biggest part of that is like you actually have to build authentic connection and it sounds like that's something that like i love i love to hear that you're like you know i'm not going to just invite anyone like i want to dive into their story i want to understand the why and and the what and the and you know how we how they're bringing consumers into their story i think that's really really beautiful and very powerful and also you know it's exactly what everyone should be doing um and i think we'll we'll get there it's a slow process again yeah you know, it's definitely <laughs> slow yeah <laughs> i wish it could be faster sometimes but i think at the same time it needs to be slow because in order for us to actually yeah. build sustainable momentum it needs to come from Uh, authentic like an a place of authenticity of people actually wanting to make that shift and that shift doesn't come quickly you can't just wake up one morning and be like all right i'm changing everything about my life and everything about my yeah. brand and you know yeah, and, and and expect it to you know last long term it needs to come from yeah. a real place of wanting to uh make the world a better place really uh, as cheesy as that can sometimes sound but then in finding yeah. that, to incorporate <laughs> that into your lifestyle and how you do business um yeah so and even as somebody on the other side who's trying to disseminate this information and get people to make the switch i mean um me for example i don't know what kind of messaging i should put out you know i i don't know that those exact words or the exact uh message that i need to put out uh, that will give me a 100% guarantee guarantee that okay if i say this to my audience they're going to make the switch tomorrow i don't know that as somebody who's trying to make a change in this space what i do know is that through my consistency um if i've put out 100 posts um, chances are that some people resonated with just 3 out of them and and that's what makes the difference um and that's what i'm looking for you know i don't want each and every one of my posts to make a difference i want my consistency and my dedication to um achieving this sort of lifestyle to come across as okay you know look at look at this person she just added and that's what's making a difference so it can't be a overnight journey and i i tell that to everybody people who are trying to um become low waste or zero waste or even build a more conscious wardrobe it's not something you can do overnight you have to go through your own journey learn through your own mistakes learn through your own experiences and um 
the fact that it's called the slow life is because it's a slow journey it's a slow <laughs> journey of understanding of learning of meeting of exchanging so yeah i don't even think that something like this should be um, super fast i mean it would help if a lot more people um, uh, became open to the fact of um, you know maybe maybe just just listening out to other ideas or just just taking a moment to think uh, mm-hmm. think about things that people are saying but yeah it's definitely slow and it's better that way because it's more efficient that way absolutely absolutely Thank you so much uh, for joining me today. This has been really, really beautiful and inspiring. And I'm, I'm really excited for this episode to come out now because, especially because our life is so new, it's going to be so exciting for it to kind of like, you know, spread across India and everyone's going to be wanting to come. And then you're going to yeah. be like, oh, oh crap. Now yeah. I like don't have enough space yeah. for everybody. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. My is- goal is definitely my city. I, I want to like, I want to make friends with my city. I want to tell them that, you know, this is the way forward. This is what we have to do. And as a city, we can do it. We're so powerful as a city. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I definitely see a lot of goodness uh, coming to Chandigarh because of this initiative. So thank you for what you do. Uh, thank you for sharing. And if uh, if people or listeners want to find you, you know, where where's the best place to get in touch with you? So um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Um, I'm obviously using this lockdown period to also gear up my blog and my website. So if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is anya.gupta. Uh, you can even find me on my website, which is www.anyagupta.com. And uh, of course, everything comes from there. You can also check out auralife.in. It has all the information about upcoming events, workshops, and other um, conscious things that we plan to do here. Amazing. And for our listeners, all of that, those links will be in our show notes so you can connect with Anya and the entire Aura ecosystem that she's built. Um, Anya, thank you again so much uh, for being on the show and for diving into your story. I'm really excited to get to the farm uh, as soon as this lockdown is over and just explore yeah. that you're being comfortable. Yes, and bring more people with you. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'm just bringing all of Chandigarh. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling inspired? See what other impact stories we have to share over on causeartist.com. Be sure to subscribe for weekly updates from Grant and I about content, giveaways, and new episodes from Disruptors for Good and Impact India. Looking to learn more about social impact and conscious living in India? Hit me up on Instagram at Jasmine Ray. Cheers, friends!